You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily podcast on the Minnesota Timberwolves, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to another Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Colt Molesky, and I'm joined by the birthday boy, Tim Fakeless. How are you doing? I'm all right. How are you doing? I am ready for more Timberwolves basketball. They're playing the Brooklyn Nets, so basically it's the the icy North versus Jay Z. Is that is that a proper interpretation of the game? It's uh, it's atmosphere versus Jay Z. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, the most important thing: How was your birthday? How was the festivities of the day? Um. When you're when you turn 27, it's not quite the same as turning 21. I'll put it that way. So uh, <laughs> I don't know. I went to lunch and I worked out. I got a haircut and I watched a John Coltrane documentary. I went to bed at midnight. <laughs> I had a beer. There you go. That's about the fanciest thing I did. But all uh, when you're when you're out of college, all your friends work during the week. So if there are going to be any festivities, it'll be this weekend. That's the short answer. What you sh- what the correct answer was is that you celebrated by watching Isaiah Thomas get back into basketball. I think that's what you. I didn't sh- watch that at I didn't watch that at all. So that'd be a lie. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! All right, <laughs> all right. I want to talk about that real quick, just because he had 17 points in 18 minutes of play. I uh, just barely under 19. I, I thought he looked really good. He shot uh, six of 12. I I thought the offense looked better and I know it's just one game sample size but I thought the offense looked better with him in it and uh, I know he's not a Timberwolf but I feel like it's worth talking about just because it's kind of been a big storyline of uh, the the Cavaliers I think a lot of people thought that maybe this is the thing that fixes them a little bit is having a, a solid point guard next to LeBron and is, as opposed to the turnstile that's been there all season uh, just from what you know of how he played last season and assuming that he can get himself back to 100% and sometime in the next month here do you think this makes a difference a big difference for the Cavaliers oh yeah I mean the dang it, I'm hearing an echo uh, so the thing with that whole trade when it happened was I wasn't aware that Isaiah Thomas had this injury problem. So when I saw the Kyrie Irving Isaiah Thomas trade, I thought the Cavs fleeced the Celtics in every way because the I never really saw a huge difference between Isaiah and Kyrie before this year. Obviously, this year Kyrie has become a much better defensive player and he clearly has leadership qualities that I wasn't aware of, but. Uh, last year, Isaiah and Kyrie had similar numbers. They played a similar style. Uh, and the Cavs, you know, they got a first-round pick out of the deal, and they got Jay Crowder out of the deal. So it seemed like a big win. Um, so if they're able to get Isaiah back to what he was before, that's a huge game for them, especially with Derrick Rose being out as well. I think it'll just – it's just another another addition to the Cavaliers of them moving consistently towards offense over the last couple of seasons as opposed to defense, which is, I think, what they threw at the, the Warriors the first couple of years. And so it, it'll be interesting if they do end up in the finals again just to see how this turns out because there, there's really no defense to speak of on the Cavaliers, and really they're just going to try and outgun everybody they play. And that'll mm-hmm. be – I don't know if it's a winning strategy, but it'll definitely make for an interesting strategy if they do get back to the finals to play the Warriors just because 
this might be the the most interesting team that the Warriors have faced as far as teams that want to run and gun with them. Maybe up there with the Rockets. I think this will be the year where all the teams try and throw crazy amounts of offense at the Warriors because the defense that has been thrown at the Warriors just doesn't work. So now you have the Rockets who are just going to try and outscore the outscore them you have the the Cavs who are just going to try and outscore them if the Celtics get to the the finals that'll probably be the only team that will really try and use defense to slow this team down so I think it'll be interesting come playoff time what these teams have to offer as far as going up against the Warriors and that's that's about the only kind of thing that is added when Isaiah Thomas gets in the lineup is it's just more offense that the Cavs can throw at a team like the Warriors so I think in the long run this will be very interesting and in the the meantime I really like Isaiah Thomas as the as a person and as a basketball player so I'm glad that he's back in basketball all right let's yeah. let's get back to let's get back to the Timberwolves I know that's what people really want to listen to they play the Brooklyn Nets tonight uh, which is a team that first of all the they have not played. The Timberwolves are playing the Brooklyn Nets for the first time this season. Uh, do you have a diagnosis of the Brooklyn Nets? Kind of a weird team. It, they don't really have any reason to tank, and they don't really have any way to acquire talent to make the roster better because they lost all those draft picks to Boston. And yet they're somehow somehow this team has 14 wins, and they're kind of stumbling along and, and putting a team together that actually doesn't look god-awful. What, what's your diagnosis of the Brooklyn Nets? Well, I mean, Sean Marks has done a good job putting a decent team together, but they are goofy. And the worst part about it is, at least recently, they have lost a lot of their interesting players to injury. Uh, Jeremy Lin's out. D'Angelo Russell is out. And more recently, Karis LeVert, who's played really well for them, he's supposed to be out tonight. And, uh, oh, God, what's his name? Damari Carroll. Damari Carroll's supposed to be out tonight, or the very questionable. Um, but, they, I mean, they've managed to stay relevant, guys like... Uh, Alan Crabb have shot the ball well, and I'm interested to see how, I think Jalil Okafor is supposed to play tonight. I've, I haven't really caught up very much about him, but it looks like his debut will be against the Wolves, which is funny looking back if you think about Carl Anthony Towns' rookie year. Uh, Jalil Okafor came to town with the 76ers and statistically at least outplayed Towns, and people were worried. I mean, it was a giant one-game overreaction, but people worried, oh, they, the Wolves took the wrong guy, because if you remember... Going back to that draft, there was mild debate between the two of them. I think most people knew it was supposed to be Towns, but it's just funny to look back and see where they were then and where Towns and Okafor are now. Towns is playing the best basketball of his career over the last couple weeks, and Okafor is getting minutes for the first time in a year. Well, and it's interesting, too, because the Nets are kind of that team where there's a bunch of young guys who didn't really get a shot on other rosters and trying to make it mixed with other guys, I think, like a Julio Okafor that have been around the league, and for whatever reason, it hasn't panned out for for one team or another. And so there's this mix of young guys trying to make a push with some other guys who have been around the league a couple of years and have that smell of desperation almost around them. And I think Okafor is one of those guys where he's going to come out and he really wants to be as good as he can play just because this if he doesn't play well for the Nets over the the next few months here it'll be really interesting to see what happens with him so I think that 
he will be pushing to try and make a, a statement game right away. And I think this is a big opportunity for Towns just to kind of put a, a stamp after a really good December. He had a really great December. I think it, it goes under the radar because of what Butler did, but he, he played really well in December. His his numbers in points, uh, steals, blocks, all up from the first few months of basketball. And so a really good stamp would be Okafor comes out and he just – he just crushes him in this game. I, I think it'll be a really interesting matchup. I'm also looking at uh, Rondé Hollis Jefferson is one of those kind mm-hmm. of interesting players yep. that players that he he could probably uh, have a big night just out of nowhere for the for the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, no, I like Hollis Jefferson. And to be clear, Towns had the best month maybe of his career, and it's interesting because Butler was kind of the key. He was the key guy. He was the best player on the Wolves this year. He might win Western Conference Player of the Month. It wouldn't shock me. But in terms of net rating, he was third. Uh, Towns was first by a pretty big margin, and then it was Tyus Jones, which smaller sample size, especially beginning of the year. But still, uh, he had a good year as well, or a good month, rather. Uh, But as far as – shoot, I lost my train of thought because I keep hearing my echo. Darnold Studio, Mankato, Minnesota. Um, I record in a cave almost exclusively. I'm basically Batman. Uh, you're basically Batman. <laughs> you know, you're not supposed to give that away, right? <laughs> oh, darn. I, I wanted the fame, too. It wasn't no, working I, out as I just would... a broadcaster. <laughs> um, it'll, you'll get there. Don't worry. <laughs> you can have like a, you can have like Batman be your partner, and then you, it'll just be you in there. It'll be great. Um, yeah. I don't know. Save me, man. I don't know. I, I lost. I, I want to talk a little bit about Alan Crabb. Okay. I I think he's really interesting because I feel like he's one of those guys where he's not he's not a if you watch him he's not a great basketball player if you watch him for like 3 games but if you watch him in the right 10 minute span he looks like he might be one of the most confident shooters in the NBA and I don't think the Timberwolves allow him to to really get hot but at the same time if the Brooklyn Nets are down 10 look out for this guy to knock down two or three shots from behind the three-point line and get the Brooklyn Nets right into it. I think the Brooklyn Nets are one of these teams that will be down for a little while and then they'll scare the Timberwolves in one quarter and all of a sudden be back in it. But then the Timberwolves will – I think Butler is good enough where he'll put them away in the fourth quarter. But I think this game is interesting. I don't think you should turn off the game just because the Brooklyn Nets are the team that the Timberwolves are playing. And I think Crabtree is one of those guys that make it close. Crab is – how do I describe him? I mean, he, he I don't want to say he's Crawford-like, but he's definitely the type that either looks really terrible or really good depending on the night. Like, he can drop six, seven threes in a game if he's hot, and he's definitely a guy that the Wolves need to be worried about in terms of closing out. Like, if you remember when they played the Suns, Dragon Bender hasn't shot the ball great this year, but he's a good shooter, and the Wolves left him open, and he hit five or six threes out of him, and the Suns beat the Wolves. Uh Alan Crabb can do that if you don't close him out properly. So they definitely have to make sure that they're playing defense on him and not letting him get open shots because, I mean, when he was in college, he was drafted in the first round because of his shooting. Uh, people defend him in the NBA, and he hasn't really learned how to create off the dribble or anything. So he's not super useful unless he's open. But uh, he did get a big contract for a reason, and, you know, he can still play. He's the guy who 
if you're looking at the stat sheet, you're, you go, oh, Hollis Jefferson or Okafor, he, they made this game really tight and they were really good for the team. And then right. if you just watch the highlights, you go, wow, Alan Crabb was, might be the best player on this team. And that he's just, he's just a highlight guy because of the shots he can make. Doesn't mean he's going to make them. After a break here, we're going to really dig into what we want to see from the Timberwolves as well as getting to Tim's editor's choice after this break. Fancy sports fans, listen up. Did you know that your chances of winning on draft are 80% better than on salary cap sites? That's why draft is one of my favorite fantasy sites. No more getting crushed by the pros. And it's not just me. More than 1 million people that have already downloaded draft are on there too. Playing a real live NBA draft right now. Be done in under 5 minutes and get paid out the next day. Drafts are filling every second so you can join whenever you want. All new players get a free entry into a real money draft when you make your first deposit, but you have to use my promo code LOTWOLVES. That's L-O-T-WOLVES. That's right, playing a real money draft for free just by using my promo code LOTWOLVES. But it gets even better. Draft is so sure you'll love it that they're even offering uh, my listeners of the Locked On Wolves podcast a money back guarantee of up to $100. $100 you get guaranteed right back when you use my promo code LOTWOLVES. That's for all my Lockdown Wolves listeners. Just search the draft for draft in your app store or go to draft.com and play free right now with the promo code LOTWOLVES. Go on and look for Locked On Wolves lobbies. I'll be playing you guys tonight. I will be opening up some basketball lobbies for a buck, for two bucks, for free. Come on, try it. Play against me. Take my money. Show me how much more you know about basketball than me by drafting a better lineup. And again, you can draft it in under five minutes. It's just the starting five for your guys, and then you can forget about it. No having to worry about waiver wires, trades, injuries. It even takes care of all that stuff for you. You can draft it and forget it and then take some of my money. Do that tonight. Draft Wednesday, baby. What do we want to see from the Timberwolves in this game? What what players do you want to see have a really big night? Uh, obviously, Butler coming off a great month, as is Towns. And then we have Tyus Jones in the starting point guard spot. We've got a lot of things that could happen. Marcus George's hunt is consistently getting about uh, five to seven minutes a game now. What, what players are you looking for in this game with all the all the stuff going down for the Timberwolves after a big month and injury and all kinds of crazy stuff happening on this roster? Uh, I'm going to say a name that I don't think you mentioned. I want to see Andrew Wiggins have a big game. I'm not, I'm not, it's not a prediction that he'll have a big game. I just want to see it. He's uh, averaging 21 he, points in January. I know they only played one game, but I like saying that. Wow. <laughs> he's averaging Kevin Garnett's number in January. That's got to be a sign, right? Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, he's, he shot the ball a little bit better each game over the last, like, three or four games. He really had a bad stretch before that, but... Uh, this seems like the type of team where he can really take off and have a big game against the Nets, our bottom 10, I believe. I think they're ninth, ninth worst defensive rating in the league. Uh, their perimeter defense, especially with Carroll out, if he is out, uh, is going to be sketchy at best. So I want to see Wiggins be able to take over and have a, have a nice game offensively, just for the simple reason that he needs something like that for his confidence to get back on check. The Wolves haven't really had a game where Wiggins, Towns and Butler have all really been hot and really been on. And this this just smells like the type of game where that could happen. Well, and I think Carroll, too, offers a lot of the of the perimeter defense. And so this is a game where you should really see the Timberwolves take advantage of maybe the, the three-point shooting that 
a guy like Wiggins and Crawford can offer. So this is a night where I think I want to see both of those guys shoot somewhere to the six or eight mark of three-point attempts. You know, really get them to spread the floor for a guy like Towns to go up against Okafor. Yeah, no, that, that's totally right. And I, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked to see Towns have a huge game either. Okafor is an imposing presence inside, whether no matter what you think about him, he knows how to play. But Towns is just as imposing a presence, more athletic and just better at basketball. So I could see him really having a huge night over a rusty Okafor as well. So I wanted to run. A, I had a theory that I kind of put past Ooh. a couple a couple guys who have been on. I, who are the I guys? Ran past Mitch and I believe I ran past Dane as well. Uh, they don't know anything. They, <laughs> they just work for you. My theory is that for yeah. the first couple months of the season, Butler worked mm-hmm. these guys in, was really, really took a step back and let these guys play, Towns, Wiggins. And then in December, he stepped up and he challenged other guys other than Taj and Crawford to kind of earn his trust. And Towns did that. He had a really big month, and I think he earned some of the trust of Butler and I think Wiggins kind of withered in that spotlight, and then in the in the challenge, he kind of didn't step up. And now January might be the biggest month of his young NBA career. What do you say to that? I think well, first of all, I think Butler had as much figuring out to do as his team did. Like I, I I'm not totally sold on the idea that he uh, just kind of stepped back and wanted the young guys to take control. I don't think that is in his mindset. But I do think, like, just for example, that flu game, quote-unquote, against the Thunder was early in the season. He took over late and just got, got hot. I think he was getting used to a new setting just like the rest of the team was. Um, as for Towns, yeah, I've, I've early in the season, I said this on the last podcast I did with uh, the Wolves Wired guys, but I was really down on him to start this year, like more so than I probably let on, only because, I had a feeling I would be wrong. That's why I didn't really let on about it. Uh, But his offensive aggressiveness and his defensive competency just weren't impressing me. He he didn't look even like the guy from at the end of last year when he was averaging like 28 and 14 over the last X number of games. Uh, But the last month or so, he has played that same level of uh, offensive basketball that he did at the end of last year, but also brought the defense into it. He's a, it's the first time I've seen him play or string together a, a long stretch of good defensive performances, and he's doing that all while playing in the way that reminds me of last year, at the end of last year. If he's able to carry that over into January, that's going to be huge, and it means that this is truly a two-superstar team, which... I don't know what that means for the playoff race, but I think it makes them, if not a favorite for the 4-5, maybe higher? I don't know, but uh, Ooh, Jimmy Butler and Carl Anthony are a devastating combo. Are we predicting a 3C for the Timberwolves? Was that, was that what I'm, that was? I'm saying if Towns, if this is the Towns that we're going to see for the rest of the year, they can compete with San Antonio for the 3. All right, well, I'm moving some money around. I guess i got to bet on that now. All right. <laughs> All right, my last, the last thing I wanted to touch on before we get to your editor's choice is Tyus Jones. They're going up against a team in Brooklyn that is 25th in the NBA. They give up 
15.7 turnovers, and they don't really grab that many steals. The Timberwolves, on the other hand, are the fourth best team in grabbing steals. They average nine steals a game. I feel like this is a really great game defensively for Tyus Jones. I think he's one of those guys that prefers to not mess up as opposed to grab some stats or grab some points. And I think that he's a really savvy turnover artist and where he's going to create some turnovers that weren't there for the Timberwolves and grab some extra steals and give them extra possessions. I think he has somewhere around five steals tonight, but I think overall he just plays really well defensively because the Brooklyn Nets are kind of sloppy with the basketball. Uh, do you think that this could be a really good night for Tyus Jones just because the matchup is really favorable for him? Yeah, and I mean their point guards, their main point guards are all out. So the the guys that they normally trust with the ball, Jeremy Lin is a really smart guy with the basketball, but they haven't had him all year. Uh, D'Angelo Russell's out as well. If they're going to turn the ball over, Tyus Jones is going to steal it. And we didn't, you didn't even mention, maybe you did, and I just wasn't listening. Jimmy Butler is also a really good uh, defensive player, really good ball hawk. So yeah, I think this is a perfect opportunity for him to showcase that stealing ability. And I think my favorite part of his stealing isn't his entering the passing lanes. He does this thing where if the the ball handler's back is turned to him, he just takes it from him. Uh, very few players are able to do that really well, but Tyus Jones has really shown an ability to do that uh, from like a game-by-game basis. No, yeah, I, I really think that he could have a really big night defensively for the Timberwolves, and I'm excited because I really like Tyus Jones, and I thought that at the beginning of the season, there was more in store for him, and now that he's he's playing really well and getting more minutes, and now in the starting role because of an injury, I think he could make a big impact for the Timberwolves and really boost that defense that, that needs some help still. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here, and then we're going to get to Tim's editor's choice. Every week that Tim comes on, he gives a, gives us an article about the Timberwolves and an article about the NBA that we should be reading to help educate ourselves. And it's fitting because we're almost back to that time of year where we get back into the college semester. I'm about a week, less than a week away from school again. So give me some, give me some reading material to educate us, Tim. Oh man, I'm done with school. Do I have to? <laughs> you definitely have to. You're my editor. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm gonna do two. For the Wolves, because I think there were two really good pieces since we last spoke um, where somebody wrote about the Wolves. The first one is by a gentleman named Andrew Sharp. He writes for the crossover, a.k.a. Sports Illustrated, and he wrote about how Jimmy Butler is the solution for every Timberwolves problem. And he just goes into Jimmy Butler's impact, how great he's been in December, and also how bad the Wolves have looked without him. Um, I'm not sure how much he factored in Carl Anthony Towns' recent impact, but I assume that will come with time. Uh, from the national media. So that's the first one. The second one, if you are subscribed to The Athletic, Britt Robeson wrote a piece on Tyus Jones, and I think it came out last night or yesterday late afternoon. Um, So if you have The Athletic, if you're subscribed to it, check that out. I mean, if you're subscribed to The Athletic, make sure you're doing Timberwolves player grades after every game because I'm doing those. Um, (laughs) Plug, plug, plug. Always. always NBA-wise. Right. Um, Oh, also, as far as... uh, well, the Wolves Wired podcast go. We're going to plug anyway. We've had Britt Robson or Britt Robson on. I'm sorry. We've had uh, the person Ben Golliver or Rob Mahoney, rather, who I'm going to talk about in just a minute for the NBA piece. Andrew Sharp. I reached out to you, and he didn't get back to me on being on Wolves Wired to talk about your articles. So do that if you listen to Locked Out Wolves. Anyway, um, for the NBA one. Rob Mahoney wrote a piece called Donovan Mitchell is the lifeblood of the Utah Jazz offense. 
If you are interested in Donovan Mitchell but haven't had much time to watch the Utah Jazz, Donovan Mitchell is having one of the best rookie seasons in the NBA. You could argue the best. I'd say Ben Simmons still, but Donovan Mitchell's been fantastic. Had a huge impact on the Jazz and is basically why they're still uh, hunting for that eighth spot. So go check that out. That's also at Sports Illustrated, the crossover. Those are my three. Britt Robson, Andrew Sharp, Rob Mahoney. I actually read that uh, Donovan Mitchell piece and the Kevin O'Connor, the ringer piece that they did on the uh, Donovan Mitchell. And I read a, a Bleacher Report on Donovan Mitchell as well. So there's a bunch of great stories being written about him. And he's just a super fun player, not only to watch, but to to learn about and learn how he approaches basketball now that he's out of college. Uh, there's a great quote about him and people asking why he's better at college and he's, or better at basketball now that he's in the pros. And he just says, because I'm not because I'm not taking five classes. Obviously, I'm going to be better because it's my full-time job. And I thought that made not only a lot of sense, but I think that's just a great quote. Yeah, yeah, it's, it is a great quote. All right, check out all the stuff, not only that Tim is suggesting, but also all the great writing at zonecoverage.com. You can find articles from both Tim and myself, as well as just a host of other great writers on zonecoverage.com. Make sure you check out Wolves Wired. And go on and check out all the other Locked On podcasts. There's some great work out there. Check it all out, and there's plenty of plenty of ways to avoid real work with sports writing and sports listening material. So check both of those out. Tim, thanks for coming on. Right after your birthday, you're still able to come on. Really appreciate it. That's right. Thanks for having me. This has been another Locked On Wolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Timberwolves, your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.